Welcome to the San Antonio Baptist Association. You're listening to a Sabbath Topics podcast. Welcome to this edition of Sabbath Talks. I'm Daryl Horn, the Executive Director of the San Antonio Baptist Association. I want to tell you up front that this podcast is time-dated. It's because of the nature of the topic of, that we're discussing today. Today is August the 10th, 2020, and we have a special guest with us today, another San Antonian, Max Lucado. He is uh, so kind to be with us today to talk about a special event that we just had in our city last night, and we have another event coming up this coming Sunday. That's the reason this is a time-dated podcast. Max, I know you want to say hello to everyone before we get started. I do. I do. Good morning, my brother. Good morning to you, and good morning to to all of your uh, listeners. And um, I just send the peace of Christ to everybody. Uh, may the May the Lord, who's overseeing our lives and also overseeing the craziness of this world, uh, bring comfort and strength to everybody who's listening. Well, we had a special event in our city last night. It was a citywide prayer gathering mm-hmm. called Pray SA yes, Pray sir. San Antonio, and that's what we'll be discussing today. Mm-hmm. So, Max, the, the first question I, I guess we want to start with is how did Pray SA get started? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, there is a, a movement of uh, people in, in San Antonio who are longing to see a revival come. Uh, and uh, we, we, we just have come to understand that uh, revival is an outpouring of God, an outpouring of God that is supernatural, uh, that cannot be fabricated, but it can certainly be requested. Uh, I shared with you, and you responded, Daryl, so kindly, I shared with you an article that prompted a lot of our thinking, and that is occasion in which revivals have broken out in Tennessee over the last 12 months, and uh, all of them prompted by prayer, all of them prompted by prayer and repentance. We, uh, we decided let's, the, the time right is right for us to organize some type of citywide prayer initiative. I reached out to an organization called Unicity. Uh, it's kind of a loosely held association of church leaders in the city and uh, floated the idea past them. And it, and it took off. It really did. From the day we first had a meeting about the possibility of it to yesterday, with the prayer event itself, uh, it was 52 days, 52 days. And somebody pointed out that's how long it took Nehemiah to build the walls of Jerusalem. <laughs> so we... Uh, it came together and that we felt like the Lord's favor was upon it from start to finish. I remember that first Zoom meeting, there were probably 10 or uh, maybe mm-hmm. 12 to 15 of us or so. And then each week, the, the group began to grow. Yes, sir. As the word began to spread. And mm-hmm. there are so many people in our city and really across our nation that want a genuine, authentic experience with God on a public level. Mm-hmm. That, that would influence our society and influence our country. Mm-hmm. Each meeting, when we get started, there are a set of truths that you share with us. Yeah. Could you yeah. share those with uh, everyone who's listening? 
Yeah, yeah. And and I think that's important. You know, uh, I've learned as leaders, you declare the values that you're going to follow. Uh, and so we have two or three that we mention each time. One is that we all we all uh, declare allegiance to Jesus Christ. Uh, we believe that he, he inhabits the only real throne in the universe. <clears throat> and if anything happens, it's because of him. Uh, we have declared that this is the time to set aside any opinions, any differences, because as, as you know, as the Lord knows, uh, we, we can argue about everything, but there comes a time in which we all get in the foxhole together and we face a common enemy. In this case, it's the devil. And uh, I, I can only imagine out of a group you said that began as about 10, now it's about 40. I can only imagine all the differences that we have, but those we're not allowing to surface. <clears throat> we're just going to agree about Jesus and press forward. And then lastly, we always say <clears throat> that, uh, I'm sorry, my voice is kind of raspy. It was a late night last night. Uh, uh, we always say success is obedience. Success is obedience. Uh, as a pastor like you, Daryl, uh, I've been conditioned to measure success in numbers, uh, to measure success in participation. And, uh, but this time we just said, no, we're going to just say it's a success. If one P if one comes, if a hundred come, if a thousand come, it's a success, you know, that we want to be obedient to this, just to obey Jesus. And we believe that he calls upon us to call upon him. And so, uh, having declared those, those values each time, uh, we, we think that helps us. Daryl, is there something I forgot? Is there something else that we state? Uh, you know, cause it could change from meeting to meeting. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you do talk about each time that we're here for the glory of Christ. We're here to yeah. live with Christ in our city. We believe that our country is in bad shape. That's it. Yeah. And yeah, and, we often use the words weary, wounded, weary, wounded, and worried, weary, wounded, and worried. Go ahead. But yeah, you're right. We mentioned that a lot. Yeah. Uh, we, we do talk about our country's in bad shape and it's because we have forgotten the Lord and things that violate his principles, his commandments. Uh, we, we have put violations of those in public policy. We've done things that, that um, have not sought him first and we're reaping the consequences of it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you, you mentioned success. Success mm -hmm. is obedience. Mm -hmm. What, what else might success look like? Um, I think success might be measured in, 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 in trying to be loyal to scripture, what we can perceive scripture as saying, for example, <clears throat> in this occasion, uh, we, we didn't even know about what we should pray. And so we set aside, uh, one assignment was to, for all of us to go to the Lord and say, Lord, about what should we pray? And we all know that repentance is a predecessor to revival. <clears throat> if my people who are called by my name, and then there's a beautiful passage, you know, that lists the conditions of revival. And one of them is if they'll turn from their wicked ways, if they'll turn from their wicked ways. And so we pray, Lord, what are the wicked ways 
From what do we need to repent? The common theme that came out was uh, the sin of racism. I believe that the Lord has allowed that to come to the surface so we can deal with it. And, and so last night, a lot of emphasis was placed in, in, in confessing and asking the Lord to forgive us for our attitudes of superiority, especially whenever the church, God have mercy on our souls for when the church has been a place in which people have exercised any form of racism from any skin color to another. And so we prayed extensively about that last night. Uh, and, and so I think success is measured in, in, in trying to, you know, open the Bible and say, okay, Lord, how do we do this? How, how, does, refresh, how, how does refreshing come? <clears throat> well, your scripture says that repent and turn to the Lord and times of refreshing will come. Okay, Lord, we repent. Now just tell us what to repent of. It, it, it's almost a childish attitude, a, a simple, sim, simple attitude, Daryl, which we're just saying, Lord, we don't even know what we've, where we've fallen short. We just know that everything is a mess right now. It's just a mess. And we're seeing the suicide rate skyrocket. Uh, I read the other day that calls to the mental health hotline are 900 times what they were this time last year. Uh-huh. That is stunning. 900 times. People are just on the brink. They're on the brink. And so uh, we're asking the Lord to help us and help us know how to pray and for what we should pray. One of the topics that we as an association have really been focused on since, um, since March has been corporate prayer. Last mm. year, about this time, we chose the topic of disruption as our 2020 theme. Oh my goodness. Not so you guys theme. are to blame for this. Now we know who did it. Now we know. <laughs> yeah, we should have chosen the word peace or something. <laughs> Please call me before 2021. Let, let some of us have a voice. <laughs> Little did we know the year was going to be like this. So boy. Brother, in, um, that's funny. In, in March, <laughs> we started talking about disruptive prayer, yeah. disruptive corporate prayer. And I wanted to ask you a question about the importance of corporate prayer. From yeah. your perspective, you're, you're currently the teaching pastor at Oak Hills Church. Mm-hmm. You, you've been pastor there. You've been in the ministry many decades from your perspective, based on your experience, hmm. how important is corporate prayer? Where the church puts everything else aside mm-hmm. and seeks the Lord as, as yes. a group. How important is that? Yeah, yeah. I'll never forget the time that somebody pointed out to me that Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Uh, he didn't say my house shall be called a house of preaching. He didn't say my house shall be called a house of teaching. Although I'm all for preaching, I'm all for teaching. He didn't even say my house shall be called a house of uh, worship, although worship is a form of prayer. But, but there, there is a, a priority that he placed that every city needs, uh, con- needs a location where people can just go pray and be prayed for. Uh, and and uh, your audience probably doesn't need to hear all the sermons I have in my head. Over uh, the power of prayer, but I always think about Moses when he's leading the children of Israel out of 
out of bondage in the first attack of from that army that would come to be the prevailing enemy of the Israelites, that first attack by the Amalekites, how, how Moses knew that the thing he needed to do was to go up on the mountain and take with him Aaron and her and pray and pray how important that was. He left Joshua in the valley to fight the physical battle, but he went up on the mountain to fight the spiritual battle. And I, I think that's our call, Daryl. I, I, I think our call is to, is to place ourselves between God and our cities and pray. That's the heart behind this prayer gathering. Uh, it's not a political statement. And uh, I kept saying there won't be any preaching. I'll go, one brother, Dorian, got a little carried away last night and preached a pretty good sermon. <laughs> it was fine. But, uh, but you know, to, for us to redeem our role, our unique role, especially as pastors, to say our job is to pray for our city. If you're in Muleshoe, Texas, your job is to pray for Muleshoe, Texas. If your job is, if you live in Sawgrass, Mississippi, you're an intercessor for Sawgrass, Mississippi. That's your assignment. That's your assignment. So uh, I believe that strongly. And, and through the years, I've tried to increasingly make it a priority. Believe it or not, brother, there are times in which I would stand up to preach and, and I would feel an urging, an urging from the Lord. And I would say, before I preach, I just need for us to all pray. And I need anybody who needs to be prayed for to come to the front and stand at the altar. Daryl, without exception, the altar would be filled. And I wouldn't even preach. I mean, I wouldn't have to try to persuade people. I would feel this urging from the Lord. And, and I, just, I just sense him saying, I want to love my people. Tell them to come. And I would, oh, I would have such a good sermon prepared. And I'd hate to cut it short. <laughs> but I will, I've tried to be obedient. And without exception, without exception, there would be healings, there would be salvations, there would be uh, uh, tenderness, tenderness of the Lord. And that's all people want. They want us preachers to get out of the way uh, so that they can be in the presence of God. Yes, it's, it is true that sometimes our church members would rather experience God's house as a house of prayer than yes, sir. some finely crafted sermon. Isn't that the truth? I know. And I'm a sermon. I'm a pulpiteer. I love to write sermons, but, you know, it's not about us. Not about us. No, it's about God dealing with his people. Yes. So ba based upon the development of Pray Essay so far, where do you see it going in the future? Yeah. You know, I've been this time, Daryl, you know, you're, you're a lot younger than I am, brother, <laughs> but I'm, a, I'm getting up there. I'm a Medicare age now. Here's the mistake I've made through the years that I'm trying not to mistake this, make this time. The mistake I've made through the years is, okay, let's create an organization to support this and let's uh, build a staff to lead it. And let's, let's strategize it. And, I don't think we're there yet with pray essay. I think all I've heard from the Lord is organize these two events. Even this morning, Daryl, I asked Jesus, I said, do you have something beyond this? And what I heard him say was not, I heard him say, yes, I have others to lead it. That's what I think I heard. 
And so I don't know what my role is. It's right now, to be clear, Pray SA is an event. It's not an organization. It's an event. It's an event. And I'm thrilled with that. I'm thrilled with that. And uh, if the Lord builds something else out of it. But we have wonderful, as you know, Daryl, we've got some wonderful prayer ministries in our city that don't, we don't need to create, at least I don't think we need to create another one. Uh, this could provide some fire and impetus for those that already exist. Uh, I do think we had a major breakthrough last evening as we prayed against racism. And uh, uh, I confessed the sin of racism in my own life. Uh, I confessed and asked the Lord to forgive the church uh, where we have been racist, where we have exercised supremacy uh, over another group because of skin color. Uh, I, I, um, I did something I've never done, and I've, I've never done this publicly. I, I don't think, brother, theologically, I don't think that I am held responsible for the sins of my ancestors, but I think I need to acknowledge that my ancestors sinned. And so I, that would be worth a discussion someday. But where I landed was I, I just said, Lord, what my ancestors, speaking of my personal ancestors who were slaveholders, what they did was wrong. That was wrong. That was wrong. I agree with you, Lord, that should, they should not have oppressed people. They should not have punished people. And where that happened, that was wrong. And I also said, Lord, when churches would refuse entrance to people because of their skin color or cause them to sit up and in the balcony. That was wrong. Now, Daryl, I think confession like that breaks strongholds, breaks strongholds. And so uh, I've already got feedback from people who are a little angry that I said that. Not a lot, but some. And, and my response is, that's okay. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to God. I was talking to God. And, and I think that I'm, I'm just praying that that honesty with the heavenlies will break any type of, of principality that wants to hold on to that. And I'm also mindful that there may be a young black person or young Hispanic person, you know, a teenager who needed to hear a 65-year-old man say that and who said, okay, okay, we're, we're on the same page here. Now we can start working together. And so I think it was an important conversation. I do not know if we need to have that conversation this next Sunday night in the prayer gathering. I really don't. We may need to be offering prayers for physical healing. Uh, and and some may need to go a different emphasis. But I think the Lord will make that clear to us between now and Sunday night. You know, you mentioned the word confession. Confession in the New Testament is to agree with what God says. Yes, sir. And that's basically what you're talking about is to agree mm -hmm. with what God says. Mm -hmm. And that, that is important. And I just wrote myself a note as you were talking about um, not giving this too much structure. Mm. You know, if you look back uh, in history, historical movements, many of them start with, with God actually moving on the hearts of his people Yes, sir. It starts as a, a spiritual conviction that we need to do this or go this direction. But the, the movement gets killed many times because we try to formalize it or bottle it or put, a, put too much structure on it. 
that's kind of our way of uh, sometimes responding to things. And I, I do commend you uh, in that uh, sense of not, uh, not putting too much structure in it. Just mm-hmm. let it continue yeah, to develop. Because seeing, seeing what things have been like from the first meeting all the way through last night, it has been a growing movement. Mm-hmm. It has uh, naturally taken on a life of its own. Yes, sir. Um, let well, me thank ask- you for your support of it, by the way. Your voice and wisdom is very valuable. Thank you very much. Well, it's, it's more about uh, seeing Christ lifted up in our city. Mm-hmm. And we can come under the banner of Christ. I know we have yes, sir. Mm-hmm. um you know, jokingly among Baptists, you say you get 10 Baptists in a room, you got 20 different opinions. <laughs> or you say you want to get a good fight going. You say is, you know, is it pre-trib, post-trib? Oh, boy. I mean, oh, we, we all have differences, uh, obviously, and, and there's some yeah. other things. but And they're important conversations. They are. They are. But, they are. But you know what? We're in a season right now where those are secondary conversations. We've got people dying all over the world from a pandemic. We've got riots still breaking out. Chicago was a mess over the weekend. I mean, my goodness. We've got politicians that are slashing each other's throats. It's just terrible. So right now, I think the bride of Christ needs to be a, a voice of unity, a voice of love, a voice of hope. And we need to be people of prayer. But I, again, I don't want to minimize those differences. And I love those conversations. Uh, but there's a time to set them aside and say, okay, our higher purpose right now is peace and prayer. Yes, to lift Christ up. Yes, sir. And Amen. Amen. Everybody focus on him. Amen. Um, one last question. Could you share with us the details about the August 16th gathering? Yes, sir. I, I sure will. Thank you. And, and uh, so the, the, main, the main details have not changed from August 9th. We will uh, open the gates at uh, 6 p.m. at Freeman Coliseum, uh, and people can come in. They'll be directed where to park. Uh, we're putting a space between each car and urging people to uh, either remain in their car or if they get out of their car to uh, keep a mask on. And I think that was generally observed last night. Uh, we, we will begin the actual prayer event at 7 p.m. And, and we will pray. Uh, again, I promised last night there wouldn't be preaching. There did turn out to be a sermon in there, but that's okay. But our focus is prayer. Our focus is prayer. There'll be a cross-section of people praying Uh, last night. I mean, as you know, brother, we had, I I, I don't even know, Methodists. We had Episcopalian. We had a Catholic sister. We had a lot of Baptists. Uh, We had a lot of just uh, just a collection of people. Our big deal, we didn't tell any names. I don't think, trying to think, uh, maybe somebody accidentally said, here's sister so-and-so about to pray. But the, the emphasis is not on who is praying. But we did organize our prayers last night along three themes, gratitude, intercession, and repentance. Uh, Today, I have a meeting with our core team, uh, and we're going to discuss, do we need to stay with those themes? We did pick up, we did sense that there was a a strong desire to have healing prayer, a healing prayer. 
There was somebody who reported feeling a physical healing uh, as they forgave somebody. They had been having trouble walking and they stood up and they began walking outside their car. And so maybe the Lord is wanting to bring healing. So I'd sure be open to that. But but the but the base, basic structure will be the same. It'll be a time of prayer. And uh, 6 p.m. the gates open, 7 p.m. the prayers start. Last night we went till about 8.30. Well, as we close our conversation, could you say a prayer for all those who are listening and for our city and for okay. our nation? Have mercy on us, O oh Father. Have mercy on us. We do not know the future, but we know you. And we trust you. We trust that you're such a good God. We love you. We love you as our Father. We love you, Jesus, as our Savior. We love you, blessed Spirit, as our indwelling power. We thank you for Brother Daryl and for all these who are part of this call. We cry out to you, Lord, asking for a new day, asking for a new day. We confess, Father, that we get away from your priority so quickly. Uh, but we so long, O oh Lord, to see a revival come, a revival come in our day. We'd love to ask that, Lord. Uh, it's not up to ours to tell you what to do, but we can certainly request it. We gladly repent of everything that you brought to mind and anything you bring to mind. We're not going to be prideful. We're going to confess it and repent of it. Where we have been divisive or, or, or arrogant, we're so sorry. We ask that you'd have mercy upon us and that you'd bring about a new day, a new day. And bless all who hear this conversation today with strength, with hope and power. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Thank you for that. Uh, could you tell us the webpage that we could go to? to yes, sir. Uh, PraySA.org. You're so good to bring that up because we do ask cars to register. Uh, you know, we, we had plenty of room last night. But in case we were about to run out of room, we would know. But if we, if you could register or if you'd like to watch online, we had uh, 23,000 people watch online last night. And so that was good. That's a, that's a wonderful opportunity to have prayers coming from all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Once again, thank you for doing what you feel God calling you to do and allowing so many others to follow behind. Thank you, brother. I, I think there is, as you mentioned before, there is a movement among God's people to seek his face once again and to ask mm. him to heal our land because we've, we've gotten away from him. And this is, a, I think, a great physical evidence of the desire that's in so many hearts of different believers. Once again, thank you so much. May God bless you. And God bless you, friend. God keep you healthy. I know you've battled some health issues lately. May he give you strength, and we pray for you. We do. May God bless you and your children and your children. Thank you. If you, you have been listening to Sabbath Talks, you can go to our webpage and see some of the other recordings that we've done. But this recording will be out today on uh, August the 10th, 2020. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Sabbath Topics Podcast. We look forward to continuing our conversation next time in hopes of better connecting, encouraging, and supporting churches for kingdom impact.